It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Kia ora team, welcome back to another episode of Own the Feels where we're doing our damnedest to help you break up better. This means owning whatever we're feeling and learning how to deal with it and today we are talking about uncertainty and trusting your gut feelings. So Liv, a really common thread that we saw throughout researching for this entire series was that a lot of you felt and we felt before, like nothing was explicitly wrong, but it just wasn't right. And this can be one of the most confusing feelings ever, and I think it's one of the most relatable feelings ever when it comes to kind of any sort of romantic connection. Yes, because it can feel like... You are blowing up a good thing yes, like for you're no reason. Self-sabotaging. And sometimes it actually is that you're self-sabotaging, yeah. but a lot of the time it's not. So it's really hard to discern yes. what is actually going on. And and I because something that we have always said, like at shit you should care about, and just in our lives, has been that your gut feelings are your guardian angels. And it definitely rings true for relationships. We're always saying that they're like a muscle. And with with muscles, the more you use them, the stronger they get. So, you know, learning how to dial into your gut feelings and trusting them. It's a superpower. It is a superpower. It lets you understand yourself so much better. Yeah. And you just take those tools, not even in romantic relationships, but in any aspect of your life. Literally. And I feel like this... Again, to bring it a little bit back to pop culture, this feeling of nothing being explicitly wrong and you can't put your finger on why it feels a bit weird, but it just it doesn't feel right, is, is, is something we see a lot of the time, um, especially in the movies when we were growing up. Like, there's often a love triangle, right? I'm thinking Bridget Jones's diary here. Absolutely. There's a love triangle and there's a person that you're with maybe and they feel like they're the person you should be with on paper and then there's another person that you don't know why you're into them but it just feels better but you don't know who to go for or maybe you're with someone and you know it's not right but on paper they're perfect so like you should be going for them. And then maybe you feel like you want to go for the other person purely because you can't have them and then whether you actually had the opportunity to be with them properly would it be as good? No. And it's like, you know, not knowing and not being able to have your cake and eat it too, Mm -hmm. like the better option, like Bella and Edward and Jacob, like she had to test the waters, loca. Like, (laughs) no, like I just feel like this, this love triangle sort of trope that we see relies on the uncertain feelings and not being able to make your decision. And we don't want you to be in one of these situations where you don't know yourself or you you can't figure out what to do and it is something that only you can do and every every like scenario is so fucking different but 
we're going to try and help at least validate you when you when you know that something's not right or like we're going to help you maybe become okay with that hard decision to break up with someone when you know neither of you can figure out yeah kind of like give you the support when you're not quite sure why you broke up with someone and that can be a really hard thing afterwards as we'll kind of go into because you might be missing them you and might like, want where's them the back closure? absolutely how can you go on to a new relationship when you're not sure what went wrong in your other one Liv, i have a distinct memory of um something that happened with you actually <laughs> in the relationship you had at high school but First of all, do you do you know what I'm talking about when I say this? When you had these feelings of it just wasn't quite right? I definitely remember having feelings of it not being quite right. And I think I had them for quite a long time and I was trying to... I think when I was younger, I wasn't even really thinking about myself and what I wanted. Yeah, I don't know. I think there was just like a whole lot of external shit that comes with being young yes. and being in a relationship and I don't remember the pinpoint moment, though. Do you have a pinpoint moment? I actually do have the pinpoint moment. We were in year 13, and me and Love took music class together, and she'd sort of mentioned to me that she was, like, feeling really uncertain about her relationship, and she was, like, you were just, like, it doesn't give you anything anymore. Like, it doesn't excite you that much anymore, and oh it's just, God. it doesn't quite feel right. How weird is it when you can't remember shit in your own life? And I then know. Someone, like, I do, I just remember having a lot of these conversations yes. in music class. And, um, and this was quite a pinpoint one because I was a really, like, still am, huge Swifty, huge Taylor Swift fan. <laughs> Yeah, it's coming. Just a little lift bull you there. No, she's got this song that I think I always wished I related to. And then when you told me you're feeling this way, I was like, holy shit, Taylor Swift has written a song that is exactly how you're feeling right now. And I played it. I can't remember if I played it on the piano or if I played it out loud for you, but it's called That's the Way I Loved You by Taylor Swift. And it's like about how she's with this guy who's sensible and incredible and all his friends love him and are jealous of the relationship. But she's like, she misses screaming and fighting and kissing in the rain and like all this intense stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember being like, Liv, you're feeling this exact way. Like nothing is that wrong. But, and like every, like, you know, your relationship looks good and like, and it's comfortable and like, that's what actually one of the things she says. She's like, he's charming and endearing and I'm comfortable. And, uh, and like, she's like, she's just not feeling these intense emotions that she wished she was. And especially when you're that young and you just can't figure out whether it's comfortability, whether yes. it's love, whether it's like boredom. Yes, <laughs> whether you've grown out of it. Like, yeah. And so I remember being like, holy fuck, someone relates to the song that I've always oh wanted to relate no, to. I actually, I do remember this. And and that, when we were writing this episode, that song, I listened to it and I was just like, holy shit, like, she is the queen of breakup songs. And and that's that was quite a pivotal moment as the observer. And it's so funny now because back then, I couldn't figure out what was going on. Or I don't even know. Maybe I could and maybe I just wasn't being like fully honest with myself um, about how I actually felt towards this person. And But now I look back with such clarity because I'm older. I have had yeah. more life experiences. I know now what I actually want in a relationship. Yeah. For it- a long time, you had spoken about, you know, you had these feelings that you're like, I'm not really sure what they are, but it's just not like 
how it used to be and I'm not sure if I want it going forward. And then when you actually broke up, you forgot that you were feeling that way for quite a while and then you were obviously incredibly upset. But in my head, I'm like, I remember you telling me for months that you were unsure about this relationship. I was so shocked how those feelings of uncertainty were just totally like eradicated. Your gut when- feelings like not there anymore yeah because then suddenly other things came in like a bruised ego like yes maybe you did care about this person more than you thought you did attention being taken Mm -hmm. away from you for the first time in your life like this was like a relatively long-term relationship Mm -hmm. in high school and I really just like fell apart afterwards and I think uncertainty played a huge role in this because I totally forgot how uncertain I was about this person yes and I couldn't see it anymore and, and which makes sense because obviously you're feeling way more intense emotions than yeah. these uncertain ones that you had, you know, a few months prior. But yeah, I just, I remember that it still sticks with me just and being like. Yeah, and it really gave me a reason as to why we should get back together because I was like, well, there was nothing actually yeah. wrong in the first place. Why I did didn't, I blow this up? Why did I blow this up? I didn't push through. Maybe this was just like a pat, a rough yeah. pat, like people <laughs> always tell you. Yeah. Um, but in hindsight. But, but in hindsight, it was absolutely the right thing to yes. do. And a lot of my, like, devastated sort of emotions were, I think, a lot to do with ego and yeah. a lot to do with never having experienced that kind of, like, rejection before. Yeah. Even though what was interesting was that you wanted it to happen. I know. And then it got flipped. I know. So you felt rejected even though you instigated it. That's something I've always been like, this can happen. So yeah. obviously... Because I was going into something that I didn't know the reality of how painful that was. So yes. I just didn't have any sort of idea of what I was getting myself into. And then I just really regretted it straight away yeah. on a surface level. Yes. Because feeling lost for the first time like that is no one's taught you how to navigate it. No. And like, and it really fucked up my identity, which we yeah. will talk about next episode because – uncertainty and identity are quite intertwined especially when it comes to a breakup so I thought we should talk about a few more reasons I mean again we can't really figure out why you as the listener are maybe feeling uncertain in your relationship but we can give a few a few reasons that sometimes we can feel this way so sometimes it can be your gut telling you that there are actually unresolved problems in your relationship that Maybe on the surface you've told yourself that you're you're over, that you've gotten over, you've worked through, but perhaps you actually haven't and you need to be trusting your gut that's telling you that yeah. you haven't. Or things that you've kind of swept under the rug. Yeah. And like these feelings come up, they're really apparent mm. and they're like, yes, your brain's like, yes, this is a problem. But then over time, as everything does, it kind of passes. But you're left with just that little inkling. Yeah, but your gut and your body remembers this. Yes. And so it could be something like actual tangible problems and arguments and things that have happened within the relationship. Or it can be deep, deep problems that, you know, do turn out to be unfixable and, and is why you should make the move to break up with this person. Like, you could have just a lack of 
compatibility. Mm -hmm. You might not be compatible and you might know it, but just way deep down. Mm -hmm. It's just not that obvious yet, especially when you're young. You don't know who you're compatible with because you've not been around that long. Not at all. So there could be other, you know, there could just be other traits that you don't like, that you don't want to live with anymore, and you don't want to be in a relationship with someone that has them anymore. And again, that is okay. You are not meant to end up with every single person you meet in your life. Yeah, you're allowed to break up with people. You're allowed to just not feel that chemistry anymore. But as we will go into, it is really important to kind of be a bit introspective about this. Yes. And really see maybe what's what's underlying all of this shit that you are confused about. Yeah, well, that's actually the next the next reason that we're going to give you that maybe you have these feelings is that you actually don't understand yourself fully or you or you need to look at yourself and spend some time spend some time with yourself so and you know what you want. No shame in that. No. Like I'm 25, I definitely don't understand myself fully, but I understand myself a hell of a lot better than I did when I was 17 and had this breakup. Yes. So Spending time alone and getting to know with yourself isn't embarrassing, not shameful, actually really important. And actually we learn through these experiences. So if yeah. you've never had a breakup before, like you're just going to learn so yeah. much about yourself. And then this is quite a common one, but maybe you just wanted a relationship more than you wanted the person. And and that's pretty self-explanatory, you, you know, especially when you're at high school. It's like the cool and nice and comfortable thing to do is be in a relationship with someone. And especially when there's things like formals and parties and all the things that you want to share with someone else. And for some people that can be your friends and for some people that's a partner. And so maybe you just got so fixated on wanting this like, you know, Disney Channel relationship or like whatever we grew up watching. That and, Yeah, and I think that... On this note, it could be that you thought you wanted a relationship with that person in terms of like you thought you wanted someone with the values that they have. Maybe it's like them being really good looking. Maybe it's them being really funny. Maybe it's like them being really popular. And then as time goes on, you realize that those things don't actually align with like your innermost values and what's going to make you happy. I think a lot of people choose partners based on extrinsic motivation which is what we've talked about in a previous culture vulture episode is that what they think they want and what society has shoved down our throats that we want in a partner but a lot of the time those qualities aren't actually actually good in the long run exactly and then there's things that are very common when when you're young you're still trying to figure yourself out especially is that you just don't have that good of communication Um, Or like you're not being that vulnerable with each other or with yourself because that takes time. That takes honestly age. Yeah, and that takes knowing about yourself as well. Like how do you expect yourself to be vulnerable with someone when you don't even know what those vulnerabilities are? Yeah, and then this is quite important and this takes a lot of sort of self-awareness or awareness of your partner, I think. Sometimes you feel uncertain because you can sense that they've fallen out of love with you and they are not emotionally aware enough or emotionally brave enough to break up with you I've definitely experienced this as well when you feel like someone that you're in a relationship with has like shit on their mind maybe about you or the relationship that they're not sharing with you because they actually can't figure out what they're feeling even though you from an outside perspective can kind of see what yeah. they're feeling they can't and then in turn they're off it makes you anxious and then you feel like you're blowing up this 
good thing. Yeah. But you're having to do the legwork because they can't admit that they've fallen out of love with you or maybe they can't even see it themselves, but you can see it in yeah, their day-to-day life. I think life. that's pretty common. So do I. And, and that's real. that is like Hard. advanced level self-awareness and looking after yourself yeah. to, to be able to do that. To and be like, I'm still in love with you. You're not in love with me. So I'm going to end this. Like that fucking no. like And honestly, you. if you're in high school and you're listening to this and you can do that, that is fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Go and be a therapist, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> so Liv, like usual, I thought we would do a few stories because a lot of people have felt this way and um, they've written quite beautifully about it. So the first one, when I ended my last relationship, my ex said they were blindsided and heartbroken. But now with some hindsight, I think deep down they also knew we weren't going to work out. I spent a lot of time towards the end hoping they would do something so unforgivable so that I could have a tangible reason to end things rather than the heartbreaking, I just don't love you anymore. I think that is so relatable. I actually remember when we were younger and this was all happening yeah. with my one ex. <laughs> um, and we were sat in a cafe and I was just like, I'm just kind of waiting for him to break up with me. Yes. Because, I mean, I was just young and emotionally immature and I... And that felt easier than you having to be like, I don't love you anymore. Can you just break up with me or be an asshole or something? Because you can also sense that they're unhappy too. And you're kind of playing this game of like waiting for who's going to be the asshole. Yeah. Like who's going to be the one. But it's not who's going to be the asshole. It's who's going to be the brave. I was going to say. Emotionally mature one. So this person goes on to say, it got so bad that I started to be distant, apathetic. I hooked up with someone else. Anything to make them hate me, and they still didn't bat an eye. Again, I probably should have seen that this was a sign that they also didn't love me. We were both just too comfortable, too indifferent to even want to argue. I looked at that period of my life, and I want to scream at myself, just end things. And now that I've been single for a couple of years, I feel happier and healthier. I've learnt so much, and most of all, I've learnt the value of being direct. My desire to avoid conflict just created more problems, dragged out the suffering, and sometimes, even though it feels awful in the moment, the kindest thing you can do for someone and yourself is to be honest. Oh, I think a lot of people have that narrative in their head that it's like, I don't want to hurt this person. It's back to the ghosting episode. It really is. It's, I don't want to hurt this person, so I'm just going to not say anything, I'm going to go along, I'm going to pretend. Yeah, And that really is the worst thing you can do to someone because then when you do break up, which you probably will, then that person's just going to be feel cheated like yeah. of the time, the time that you guys spent together and they're going to look back and be like, was it all a lie? And it's probably going to take away from the actual genuine happy moments that you would yes. have had before this period. Which you want to hold on to. And and I think that this um, story has a really good point in it in, in terms of, you know, they weren't really arguing even when they sort of cheated the person didn't react and they should have taken it as a sign that there just wasn't something there because they just didn't care enough Mm. and I just think that's that's a good thing to look out for if you feel like you or them are becoming apathetic or they're becoming like blase about most things it's actually a sign that you know maybe it's not right yeah and like just because things aren't being said and arguments aren't being had doesn't mean there aren't issues yeah and I think a lot of people 
can confuse those two things. Like, oh, well, we're not screaming at each other, so we must be fine. We must be good. But realistically, Taylor no. Swift misses screaming and fighting and kissing in the rain because <laughs> yeah. it shows that they care. Yeah, I mean, maybe also not the best marker to go for to have a partner who you're screaming at each other all the time to show the passion. Oh, um, oh true. That, again, has issues in itself. But in this circumstance feeling something is more of a guardian angel than than neither of you feeling anything or maybe Mm. neither of you feeling anything can be enough of a sign that Mm -hmm. you need to do something about it i love this person's you know the respect they now have for themselves and and how much they've learned about being direct it's just it's like they've written the perfect story to send in about growth and they've only learned this through this experience Yeah, they're screaming at themselves in retrospect, being like, just end things, so frustrating, like all of this time I could have had. But realistically, if this didn't happen to them, they could have gone through their entire life and then had a relationship that went on for much longer and had a much more like detrimental effect, maybe on their future relationships. On their future relationships, maybe they had kids, you know, these sorts of things. It's actually kind of great to learn these things younger and then you can take what you've learnt into future relationships, not even relationships, just your life. Hey team, if you want to listen to more of our new podcast all about breakups, Own the Feels, you just need to jump over to our Culture Vulture feed wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.